is Actually You Are a Real Runner with Jacqueline Riccio. My summer and fall program, The Morning Crew, closes on Tuesday. So what is The Morning Crew? It is amazing, let me tell you. So The Morning Crew, we meet for 16 weeks. That sounds really long, but that ends up being July August, September, and October. And during this time, we work on meals, we work on movement, we work on mindsets, and yes, we work on our mornings. And in order to come to the morning crew, you have to have pretty decent sleep. So we're going to work on that as well. But this is the one-on-one coaching program that I have. It's also slash a group coaching program, small group. It'll be with possibly one or two people, small groups. The reason I do this is because, I mean, you just get more out of working close in, like, close uh, close groups like that. Um, we've all been to a fitness class where, you know, you're one of 30 people there, and it's easy to just hide in the back and not do the thing or stop showing up for yourself because it doesn't matter. No one's noticing. Um, this, what I love about this is that, I mean, basically if one or two people are there, you're getting undivided attention. You are getting your needs met. Um, and you guys know it's, it's not just about meals. It's not just about uh, movements. It's about mindset. It is about the thoughts and beliefs, your identity, um, those core beliefs, they drive the actions or inactions in your life and reps, 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 the compound effect, the results that you get. So we're going to spend a lot of time working on your mindset, working on what you say to yourself, reprogramming, um, how you speak to yourself, how you speak about yourself, how you speak about your body, how you speak about food. We're going to work on reprogramming those things using a variety of different methods. But the goal being that you become a person who's active. You become a person who eats pretty consistently. You become a person who takes care of themselves. You become a person who has a morning workout routine in place and not because it's not because you're doing it for someone else, but rather you have learned to do this for yourself. Because if there's anything that we've learned during the pandemic, all of these external things can be taken away. The races can be taken away. The race medals can be taken away. The fitness classes can be taken away. Gyms can be taken away. Personal trainers can be taken away. Coaches can be taken away. You have to learn how to do this stuff for yourself because all of those things could disappear, but you will still remain. Your life matters. What you are doing matters. What you say to yourself matters. How you show up matters, right? So my goal is not to have you as a client for the rest of your life, but rather my goal is to help you see that you are not broken. You are not broken. There might be some tools that you need, but you are not broken and you can learn to help yourself. And we're going to do that together in the morning crew. This is a 16-week program um, calls. Let's see. There is time on Saturday to schedule a call or Monday or Tuesday, and then it closes. We get started on July 6th. How will you know if this is a right fit for you? You can get on a call with me and we'll chat a little bit more about where you are, where you want to be, 
And if and how my coaching can help get you there, it's no strings attached. You can hop on the phone with me. There's a link in the show notes so that you can get uh, access to my calendar, my scheduler. You can also go to www.imperfecteating.com and you'll click um, and you'll get my scheduler on there as well. So again, this is my sp- uh, summer <laughs> and fall program. Um, it will not open again until later in the fall. Um, so do not miss it. You don't want to feel gross the next four months. Um, your gym might continue to be closed. Your races might continue to be canceled, but how you feel in your body, how you feel with yourself, that that matters. Day-to-day, that matters. So the morning crew link is in the show notes. Schedule a call. I cannot wait to meet you. Now let's get on with today's show. We're talking about cookies. Hey, I chopped off all of my hair. (laughs) Not all of it, most of it. Um, If you're listening to the podcast version of this, you can see my YouTube, and if you're watching the YouTube video, just, you know, I have a podcast version of this as well. But if you're not, if you can't see me, um, yeah, I chopped off my hair probably about like six or eight inches, damaged, bleached, whatever. I kind of like go through this thing where I'll grow it really long, and then I'll dye it or perm it or bleach it or whatever uh, and put mousse in it and then just be like, oh, why do I have long hair? And I think at this point in my life, um, it's just become more of a hassle. Having long hair has become a hassle and no longer adds value to my life. It's like there's, I just build up so much dread about having to wash my hair or comb through it or straighten it. And so this has become so much easier and there's less dread about taking a shower because I know it's going to take 30 seconds to comb through my hair and it just helps me simplify my life. So that's something to keep in mind that when we're working on things, when we're making changes in our life, it really should be to add value to our lives, to make us happier, to make us healthier, to help simplify things. We um, micromanage things thinking that, you know, just got to put in the sweat, just got to put in the work, and then later on we'll reap the benefits. And it is true that you have to do hard work, but like if you hate everything about what you're doing day to day, you're not going to be happy at the end. And I think that's kind of what I found. Like I had an idea my my head that I should be someone who has long hair, Um And I just found, like, day-to-day, I hated having it, and it was more of a hassle, and it was just something that I could let go of. I finally got to a point that I could let go of it. And so, you know, this is a really good time to examine the things that you're doing in your life and find out, like, are any of these things making me more stressed out than they're actually worth? And is there something I can simplify or something that I can let go of so that it'll actually help me be happier and healthier uh, and enjoy life day to day? All right, let's get started on the actual thing that I wanted to talk about today, and that is five reasons that you might be eating all of the cookies and not just some of the cookies. So this happens a lot. You are not alone. A lot of people will be like, cool, I'm not going to diet anymore. I know that I can't do Whole30 anymore. I know that I can't, you know, have carbs or sugar completely out of my diet. I know that I can't just track calories or track macros the rest of my life, but I don't really know what to do because every time I sit down to eat a cookie, it turns into 17 cookies. 
Like, I'm no longer restricting, so why am I still binging? I've given myself permission to eat anything I want. Why am I still binging? And I get it. Like, I totally, totally get it. And then you get to this point where you're like, well, maybe this whole moderation thing isn't for me. Like, I, you know, I give myself an inch and I take a mile. Maybe I'm not someone who can do moderation. Maybe I do need black and white thinking about food. I I keep making myself feel gross. Maybe I just need to go back and tracking food or I need to cut something out and I need to be super, super strict so that I can trust myself around food and I can lose weight and get skinny. So if this is you, don't worry. Um, you are not inherently flawed. There is nothing wrong with you. This is actually pretty normal. And unfortunately, one of the things that happens is kind of this tricky thing. We're so used to thinking, if I do this, then this will happen. And then we're like, oh, actually, it's not this linear thinking. I have to kind of mess around with this. This is actually uh, repairing your relationship with food is a lot of unlearning things that you used to do and relearning things that are actually going to help you. So let's talk about why are you still doing this? Why are you still eating all of the cookies instead of just eating some of the cookies? There's several reasons why this keeps happening and I want you to know what they are so that you know what to do to fix them so that you don't retreat back to a black and white diet, okay? So today we're going to go over the actual problems that act, that keep happening so you can work on the actual solutions, ready? So sometimes we think that this thing is the problem, but it's, there's something else that's going on that's the actual problem. Okay, so five reasons that you eat all of the cookies instead of just some of the cookies. So situation one, this is probably about 80% of you. I don't know, 90%. I'm just making up random percentages. Um, situation one, you went on a diet, but you didn't eat all day long, right? Your job came first or your kids came first or you had a million errands to run. You had family members that you needed to take care of. You weren't on a restrictive diet. You just didn't eat all day long, okay? So then you get home and you go into the fridge or you go into the pantry and it's like, no, you don't want to eat a salad, like this slow, this slow chewing food. Your primal instincts kick in and you want energy so you pull out the chips, you pull out the cookies, you pull out the ice cream, all of those foods that are really easy to, I mean, basically just put in your mouth and swallow it. There's like no chewing that needs to happen. They're quick foods, right? So the actual problem, it's not a self-control issue. It's not a you can't be trusted around foods. The actual problem is that you didn't eat consistently throughout a day, throughout the day. You didn't take time for yourself. You didn't carve out a window for yourself to give yourself energy, right? And so when your body, your body kind of went through this period of starvation through the day, and then the minute you saw food was the minute that you ate all of the food. And it probably wasn't that enjoyable of an experience. It was like, cool, I'm going to eat all of these chips and this ice cream, and now I feel gross. So it's not a self-control issue. It's actually this overeating is a result of under eating. So the actual problem that you're having is under eating, not eating consistently throughout your day. So if that's the actual problem, the actual problem is under eating, not eating consistently, then the solution is not to start counting calories. 
The solution is not to go on a restricted diet. The solution is, ah, <laughs> I need to eat consistently through my, throughout my day. I need to take time throughout my day to make sure that I have energy. And when I eat those meals, they can be made of the five Ps or whatever else you want to put on your plate to make the meal, you know, filling and nutrient dense and like satisfying, have some fun, uh, some fun parts to it. But like, if you are not eating throughout the day and then you're binging on, you know, 17 cookies, the answer is not to cut up the cookies. The answer is to make sure that you are eating throughout the day. Okay, situation two. Um, you started the day. You're not one of those people that didn't eat, but you start your day with a ton of sugar, um, a ton of coffee, some donuts, whatever else, right? And that's like the first thing that you did. And so now your palate's like, oh, I don't really want vegetables. That doesn't sound good. Um, and it's it's kind of like the times that I have started my day with social media right away, whether it's because I was emotional or I got crappy sleep, whatever it was, but I started my day on social media. It just felt like, mm, I don't really want to do any work. I'd rather just keep going along with this social media because this feels really easy. And this is like hitting these pleasure centers right away. I don't want to do anything slow that is a little bit more hard work. And so um, that might be where you are. You know, I started the day with sugar. I don't really want to go and eat vegetables. My tongue's not craving vegetables. I will just carry out this day and then I'll start over tomorrow. And kind of get into that habit of, oh, I'll start over tomorrow. And then we repeat it. Oh, I'll start over tomorrow. So the solution, the, if the actual problem is that you started your day doing things that made you feel gross and it felt harder to get back and feel good. So the solution is start your day with something that actually makes you feel good. I start my day with a giant glass of water and I have to have that first and then I can have some coffee with a little bit of cream and sugar. Um, I start my day with uh, journaling and movement. And then later on in the day, I can go on to social media or I can go and do some more fun, like fun things that aren't really like uh, that productive, right? So, but starting your day with something that makes you feel good, not gross, helps you want to continue on with that. Ooh, I feel good. Not I am good, like good, bad, but like I feel good. This actually feels good. The other thing too is that, just because you start the day with like sugar or just because I start the day with social media and like uh, scrolling for three hours doesn't mean that I can't stop. You got to listen to those things that you're saying to yourself. I know for myself, if I just go and take a walk, that helps me reset my mindset. Or if I take a shower and I just like cleanse stuff off, that helps me reset my mind. So just remember, just because your day started with sugar and coffee and tons of caffeine and blah, 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 empty, cal empty calories doesn't mean that the rest of your day has to be crap. If you're, if you have this black and white thinking, you kind of think, oh, I already messed up. But if you're thinking like, hmm, how can I make myself feel good? I, I want to move closer to feeling good and away from feeling gross. We can restart that like at any point in our day. We don't have to wait until the next day. We don't have to wait until Monday. Okay. So we talked about two situations so far. Another situation might be you told yourself, oh, if I eat one cookie, 
have no self-control, I'm going to eat all of them. If I eat one cookie, I have messed up and might as well just eat all of them. Or if I eat one cookie, well, I know I'm a sugar addict and what do sugar addicts do? Ah, yes, they eat all of the cookies. So this is that good or bad thinking. These are those, our thoughts become our reality because of the the actions that we take. We're like telling ourselves. It becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. You're like, if I eat some, I'm going to eat all of them. And then you act out those actions and then it reaffirms this belief, this identity that you have about yourself. See, I, I knew this was going to happen. I knew that I can't be trusted. I knew it. Ah, okay, so the actual problem is not that you have no self-control. The actual problem is that you have some really shitty thoughts and beliefs. You have some really shitty internal beliefs about yourself, right? So shitty thoughts, shitty beliefs produce shitty actions, and over time, that produces shitty results. Okay, so if that's the problem, the actual solution is to create more aligned thoughts, create more aligned beliefs about yourself, practice the actions that that person does, and then you will get to see the results that you want. So I'm going to give a non-food example, and I talk about this with running in the um, the running podcast, right? Like, I wasn't actually a runner when I started running, but I had to say to myself, like, you're a runner, you're a runner, you can go do this, and keeping that in my head, you can do this, you can do this, I can do this. Great, you know, this is really hard, but I can do this. If that is the thing that's flowing through my mind, then I'm like building myself up and I'm doing the actions that follow along with those thoughts and then I get the results of a person who runs. I become a runner because I've been telling myself, you can run, I go run, and then it's like, wow, look, (laughs) this is actually happening. So when it comes to cookies, you got to practice these aligned thoughts that are like, you know, I am someone who can have a few cookies. I am someone who takes care of their body. I am someone who can stop, who can um, listen to when they've had enough. Now I'm going to deliberately practice this. I'm going to set up my day and like produce the results that I want. So I'm going to make sure that I take 15 minutes to eat lunch and my lunch is going to have filling foods. And I'm going to have a few cookies with my lunch. Or I'm going to practice having pizza on Fridays. Or I'm going to practice having a treat at the end of the night. And the way I did it, the way I did it personally, was I um, bought single serving things. And I like concocted this plan to show myself like, hey, if you can do this with single serving versions... Maybe, you know, actually, to be honest, I there was a time in my life that I thought that I was just going to have to have single serving versions for the rest of my life. But what I found was the more that I practiced it, the easier it became. And then um, habituation, like I kind of stopped craving those things as much. Um, the novelty wore off. I still enjoy cookies and I still enjoy pizza, but there's not this strong desire for them. So anyways, if you want to change your results, you need to change your actions. If you want to change your actions, you need to change your thoughts and beliefs about yourself. And that's going to help like basically produce this thing that you want. All right. Situation number four of why you ate all of the cookies instead of just eating some of the cookies. You said something like, you know, I've been, I've been doing really good. Um, you know, I've been, I've been following quote the meal plan. I've been doing really good. I deserve this. I deserve to eat 15 cookies. I've been so good, right? And the problem, the actual problem that you're having is that you're still thinking that not eating cookies makes you good. 
you're still thinking that eating cookies is kind of um, sinful. It's kind of bad. You're you're rebelling. You're still thinking of food as good and bad. Um, you're not thinking that um, you're allowed to have cookies. And I, I like to give non-food examples. I think about this like in a kindergarten classroom. It's like, do kindergartners need to earn recess because of their good behavior and now we give them recess? Or should they just be allowed to have recess because they're allowed pleasure and joy and breaks, right? I, I've worked at schools that had kids earn recess. And I will say that when we give kids, we give kids the right to go and play and have fun. It helps them be better, I mean, like, be calmer. It helps them be better students. It helps them enjoy school more. So I kind of think of it like this, too. If we're telling ourselves, you know, I'm only allowed to have cookies if I was good, then having cookies becomes this bad thing or it becomes this reward that we had to, like, become more deserving to get. So instead, instead of doing that, that good or bad, that, like, having to earn things, Say things like, you know, I'm allowed to have cookies. I choose to have cookies in a way that feels good, not gross. And that might mean for you a nibble here. It might mean having a few with your lunch or a few with your dinner. But like deliberately practicing that and enjoying the experience. You know, I'm going to eat these cookies in a way that I enjoy. Um, I didn't have to earn these. I'm always allowed to have cookies. And so again, we're, we're practic practicing these thoughts and beliefs that produce the actions that we want, that produce the results that we want. Being able to have some cookies without feeling the need to go overboard and eat all of them. All right. And situation five. This one is a really big one. Maybe you've read my blog or you listen to a podcast or you watch a YouTube video or whatever and you're like, great, I'm going to give this a shot and you did it for like one day or you did it for like a week and you practiced the thoughts and the beliefs, but then you just messed up. I don't know. I don't know what happened. You messed up, but you said, oh, see, I knew it. I knew that I was a failure. I knew that I couldn't do this thing. The problem that you're having, again, is that linear thinking. You're thinking, if I start this, I should be able to do this from day one. This should be easy. And if it's not easy for me, it must not be for me. That linear thinking, that good or bad or being on track or off the track, instead of thinking, process thinking. Process thinking is when we are learning something new, um, we're accepting the process, we're accepting the journey, we're accepting there, there are going to be mistakes. It's like, um, we think that if we're learning to eat healthy, we should just be able to do it, just follow the plan. But it's like, Think about if you've ever learned how to play a sport or you've ever learned how to play a musical instrument or even just a game like a board game or a card game or Scrabble or whatever, right? You weren't good at it on day one. <laughs> like you just weren't. You weren't good at it. Process thinking allows us to make mistakes as we are trying something new. Um, and if you've ever heard of like fixed mindset and growth mindset, if you have a fixed mindset, you're either, I'm either good or bad at this. And I, you know, I should be good at it on day one. Otherwise, if I'm not good, I must have failed and I'm bad and it's not for me. But growth mindset allows us to be like, actually, it's, it's a process. Um, I'm going to learn from my mistakes and I'm going to grow, right? So those are, so, oh yeah. <laughs> so we have to accept that this is going to be imperfect. I had a client that was like, oh, like she was like, this is an aha. It's not just that we're eating imperfect foods like pizza, 
like uh, cookies, right? These like not super clean foods, they're imperfect. It's that the journey is imperfect as well. The, the learning, the mistakes, the mess ups, you are going to mess up. I'm going to say that again. You are going to mess up. That doesn't mean that you're a mess up. You are going to fail. You are going to make mistakes. That doesn't mean that you're a failure. That doesn't mean that you are a mistake. That is just a part of the process. So many of us think that we are broken or there is something inherently wrong with us, that we are inherently flawed, that that we just cannot be complete. We won't ever figure it out. And that's not true. And what I want to give you is the tools to learn to help yourself and move yourself forward. But just know you are not broken. You are not inherently flawed. There is nothing wrong with you. This is process thinking, growth mindset. We have to work on these things. And then the thing too, deliberate practice. You need the reps, the reps, the reps, like months, years. People don't want to hear that. People don't want to hear that, hey, it's going to take months or maybe even years to change your relationship with food. We're like, no, I want this to be done in 21 days. And not just that I want to have a healthier relationship with food in 21 days, but I also want to have lost 30 pounds in 21 days. And it's like, well, no, that's not how this works. It doesn't matter what has been marketed to you before. It hasn't worked. So we have to let go of that deadline. We have to let go of that timeline that someone else who doesn't know your life and your body and your circumstances, we have to let go of that timeline and really just work on the process. So it's like, how long does it take? How long does it take? It takes as however long it takes. It takes however long it takes. But I'll tell you this much. It's not even just about how long it takes. It's not just this timeline. The way to speed this up is to get the reps in. Get the reps in. Practice doing this. Deliberate practice. One of the things that I have my one-on-one clients do is journal these things, write these things out. And it's not like a dear diary, but it's actually uh, writing evidence that these changes are happening because you might not see the external, the aesthetics, you might not see your body changing right from the get-go, but you might start to see like, hey, I used to be really nervous about going out to dinner with someone because there would be dessert there and I feared I would not stop eating dessert. Now I don't, like I'm not as scared to go. None of that, like you might look exactly the same, your body might look exactly the same, but you know that inside that um, your chest feels (laughs) so much lighter. There's not that tightness in your chest because you trust yourself and you're looking for joy in this experience. And so that's not seen by the outside. That's not seen by all of us, the external, but you know that. And one of the best ways to chart your progress is to write down these anecdotal data, this anecdotal data, write down this evidence, write down the uh, the evidence that you are becoming the person that you want to be. And so I have my clients do this daily. I do this for myself as well. Anytime that I'm working on something new, I write down evidence that I am working on it because I know, because I've learned that that external thing that I want is going to take a lot of reps. And I don't know how long, how much time is going to take to get there. But I know that focusing on these small wins, focusing on these anecdotal data, this is going to help fuel my mindset of like, okay, Jacqueline, look, these things are happening. You're making your way there. And especially too, when I mess up and you know everything implodes, like it's okay. Look at all the progress that you've made. All you have to do is get back on track and do the thing again, get in another rep. Okay. 
So those are five reasons why you might be eating all of the cookies instead of just some of them. It takes practice. You are not inherently flawed. You can figure this out. You can do this. It just takes changing your thoughts, changing your beliefs, practicing the reps, and giving yourself enough time to produce the results that you want. All right, take care. I'll see you in the next one.